What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Stock Bros Podcast. My name is Tony. And before we get started, please remember to subscribe, leave a review. Those are extremely helpful. And check out my links in the episode notes, depending on what platform you're using. It could be under episode notes or episode details. You'll see two links, one for Acorns. And when you use that link, you'll get $5 deposited into your account. It's literally the easiest investing app you can possibly use. It's all custom-built, tailored portfolios for your risk tolerance and your needs and your age, etc. You do a little questionnaire when you sign up and they fit you into the portfolio that suits you best. And all you have to do is put money in and they take care of the allocations for you. So when you use my link, you get $5. And also check out my link for my investing course if you're brand new with investing or you know someone that's brand new at investing. I have over 500 students now, uh, four and a half stars out of five. And don't take my word for it. Read the reviews. It's literally the easiest investing app you can possibly take when you're starting out. And it's great for people that don't understand the ABCs of investing, all the lingo and crazy terminology. I break it down as simple as possible. So check that out. So let's get into today's episode. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about the debt ceiling and the new developments that just happened. So there's been a lot of speculation for months on whether or not Congress would come together and approve a plan to raise our debt ceiling. So what is the debt ceiling? Well, it's pretty simple. The government comes together and sets a yearly budget and a total maximum limit that they want to have as an overall debt. So, uh, for instance, I believe it was recently $31 trillion and we went over that. So, obviously, we don't have $31 trillion in expenses every year. The typical year for the past 10 years was about $2 trillion. But obviously, because of COVID and all the crazy things that have happened in the last few years, we've been running at significant deficits, a lot more than usual. Typically, our deficit's about a half a trillion, maybe a trillion. But because of COVID and everything, it's been two plus trillion. So as you can imagine, we've been going in a massive hole. And we haven't had an actual surplus, surplus where we've taken in more money than we've actually spent since Bill Clinton was the president. So if you want, if you want to learn more about how we make revenue and how all that stuff works, there's an episode I did recently about GDP. I think it's titled GDP where I talk in great detail about how the government gets its revenue and how GDP works and such. So check that out. So I'm not going to go into that into detail today, but I'm going to talk about the recent events. Now, many economists and Wall Street analysts warn that a debt default would be devastating and potentially lead to global economic meltdowns and recessions. And to avert a default, the House and the Senate must pass a deal and send it to the president for him to sign and approve. Now, what's been going on is the Republicans have been using this as a tool to get something out of the president and pass more of their agendas. 
And they're kind of using the debt ceiling as a negotiating ploy or some would say, you know, taking it hostage. But I would say both sides do this and have done this over the past 50 plus years. There's been many instances of, the, of this happening. Kind of doesn't really matter who's in power. The other side that's not in power uses a leverage to get some things passed that they want to get through. Now, the Republicans have refused for months to raise the debt limit unless Biden agreed to some spending cuts and reduce future debts. Now, as of today, it appears they have reached a tentative deal. The deal suspends the debt ceiling until January 2025, so it's conveniently after the November 2024 presidential election. So that obviously is really good for the incumbents so that you don't have to deal with negotiating another debt ceiling before the election. Now, they did this in exchange for some caps on current government programs to cut spending, and it's still relatively unclear exactly what programs will be cut as of right now. But for sure, both sides are going to have to make some concessions in order to get the deal done. It's tough to say. I've, I've read a bunch of different articles, and it's hard to get definitive proof of what's actually going to be in this new debt ceiling negotiation or agreements when it's all said and done. We probably, I won't know all the details until this is officially passed by the House of Representatives, the Senate, and the President. Once that happens, we'll have all the details. But for now, this is a good thing. And you don't, we don't, obviously don't want the U.S. to default on its debts. And if the debt ceiling is reached and the U.S. Treasury doesn't have the ability to pay its obligations, the negative economic effects would quickly mount and the risk triggering a deep recession. And the, econ- the economic effects of an unprecedented event would definitely be negative because we've never actually defaulted on our debt before. Now, in 2011, as far as the impact that this could have on the stock market, we saw the market rally on Friday when there were some reports that there was a deal reached tentatively. Of course, it could fall apart. We don't know. But if you look back at 2011, lawmakers came to agreement on raising the debt limit just hours before the U.S. would have defaulted. So we really pushed it to the limit. And two days later, the S&P downgraded U.S. debt for the first time in history. So we've never seen this happen before. Typically, government bonds are the safest. U.S. government bonds are the safest investments that you can possibly get. And they were downgraded for the first time in history. And because of this, the stock market had a big sell-off. And it actually took two months for the stock market to recover its losses. So I imagine that it's possible that right now they're saying the X date for the US default was January, or sorry, June 1st, which would be this Thursday, I believe. So if we get too close to that date and there's still no plan or the plan falls apart, there could be a big sell-off and it could take a couple months to rebound, but Honestly, I wouldn't be concerned. I would just hold pat. Don't do anything crazy. Don't sell off anything crazy. You know, don't do anything crazy as far as selling off your portfolio. Because a lot of this stuff is just temporary and it's all noise. You can't pay attention to the day-to-day noise. It's, it's going to go back up. So don't worry about it. Honestly, 
I think that this time they're probably going to get the deal done relatively quickly because there is a lot at stake for both sides. Neither of them want to look bad. And um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too worried about it. But based on history, if there is a sell-off, you're looking at a couple months for recovery. So not a big deal. And one one of the things I always say, or I should say I quote Warren Buffett <laughs> when I say this, it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. So just hold pat, stay strong, stay in the market. And over a long period of time, it always goes up and it always recovers. As long as you're in good investments, obviously. I typically have most of my money in index funds. If you're just doing the index fund and chill approach like I do, where you dollar cost average into the S&P or the NASDAQ, etc., things like that, you're going to be fine. And the ups and downs of the market don't really matter. What matters is when you zoom out and you look at the big picture. So right now, it looks like we have an agreement with the debt ceiling. We're not going to default. And if anything changes, I'll do another episode. But until then, thanks for listening. And please remember to subscribe. And oh, by the way, happy Memorial Day. And thank you to all the veterans out there.